and welcome to another episode of The Wedding Wombat. I just want to start by thanking everybody who listens to the show and uh, and I really appreciate your feedback and support. And uh, if you'd like to send me a, an email or a message, um, you're always welcome to do that. My email is margie at metamorphous.com.au uh, and all the details are in the show notes. Um, I'd love to hear from some of you and I know there's people listening from all over the world, which is just astounding to me. So um, so thanks for listening in and I hope you get something out of it. I hope you're enjoying it and maybe it's brightened your days during this time of coronavirus. Um, I can tell from the stats behind the scenes of the podcast uh, which episodes are more popular than others and I know that some of you like to listen from the start and work your way through and others pick and choose episodes and there are certain ones that they like or want to hear or need to hear and uh, and one of the most popular episodes we've had has been with our COVID-19 couple uh, a couple of episodes back and uh, so today I've heard you we're going to chat to another couple about their coronavirus um, wedding and what they've got planned um, and it's a little bit of a different story and I think you'll really enjoy it they're a great couple and we'll be hearing from them in just a moment uh, talking about coronavirus, obviously the situation is changing all the time. So if you're listening to this in six months' time, I hope you're enjoying the freedom. But if you're listening to this around now, um, then you know we're still we're coming out of lockdown. Uh, I hope we're not coming out too soon. I went shopping um, to get some groceries, and I stupidly went on a Saturday. I lasted about ten minutes before I got the hell out of there, because people were just like not social distancing and were just I don't know was kind of crazy. Um, so I got out of there, uh, but it is looking promising. We're having fewer and fewer cases which is brilliant and uh, I can see that we're going to be getting back to normal really soon Um, so that's awesome but at this stage the restrictions have lifted for weddings in New South Wales now I'm only going to talk about New South Wales I know that I have people listening from all the states and I've got people listening from many countries around the world um, and the situation in your countries and your states is going to be different but as the majority of my weddings are in New South Wales I'm just going to share some information about New South Wales and I encourage you to check or if you want specific information about your state in Australia then um, feel free to contact me and I will give you all the details for every state um, or for your state in particular so um, but just looking at New South Wales as the majority of our listeners and my weddings are in New South Wales the New South Wales government has now published a document called Public Health COVID-19 Restrictions on Gathering and Movement Order Number 2, 2020. And it provides detailed information on requirements for weddings taking place in New South Wales. So, look, there's two, let me boil it down for you. There's two key things here. Number one is that if, um, that all the people attending will be required to provide their name and contact details so that they can be used for contract contact tracing if needed. So, um, so you know, if you've got the COVID-19 app, then that will help definitely. Um, but to have a definitive list of the people who are present, including the suppliers at the wedding, so that if somebody uh, was to 
have coronavirus or be found to have it afterwards, then uh, then everybody can be contacted. I did hear of a story of a, um, a celebrant who had been working at a wedding just prior to when coronavirus, all the restrictions came in, and it was found that uh, there was... Um, uh, there was somebody in that wedding who had coronavirus, had come, had uh, been tested as positive for coronavirus, and they had contacted everybody in the wedding, but had forgotten to contact the celebrant. And uh, she found out from one of the, I think the photographer maybe contacted her and said, "Hey, did you get tested? Isn't it terrible? Blah blah blah." And she was like, for what? What's going on? And she found out that way. So she hadn't officially been contacted and wasn't in a timely fashion either. Um, She did get tested. She was negative, which was great. But, you know, it's kind of scary. So it is important that we get all the contact details so that if anything was to happen, then everybody can be across it straight away. But the big one that everyone wants to know, and I'm sure you're aware of it if you're getting married, is that in addition to the couple, the people conducting or assisting in the conduct of the wedding, um, a photographer, a videographer, and up to 10 guests may attend a wedding. So that 10 guests does not include the celebrant, um, the couple getting married, the photographer, the videographer, um, and if there's like a second shooter, I assume they're included in that. So basically anyone conducting the wedding and the couple themselves, they are not included in that 10. So your what that means for you then is that your 10 can be your witnesses, the two for your witnesses, plus you've got eight other people to play with. So previously it was basically the celebrant, the couple and the two witnesses and that was it. It was five and that included those. So really it was two. So you've now got eight more people. So if you want to invite your parents, you now can do it. So it's really turned things on its head and make things made things a lot easier for people. The Wedding Wombat is an Australian-based wedding podcast to give you ideas, things to consider and interesting perspectives on all things wedding. My name is Margie McCumsey and as a civil celebrant and MC with Metamorphous Ceremonies, I love my job and am passionate about celebrating love in meaningful, memorable and magical ways. I acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Here on The Wedding Wombat, we will sniff out the wedding options, dig out the latest trends, claw out and question traditions to see if they're relevant, and burrow down to discover amazing ideas to help you plan your wedding. It really can be fun, real, and a true celebration of you and the love you share. So welcome to The Wedding Wombat. It's time for us to chat.
So today we're going to be talking with Kat and Jono and they are just a fabulous couple, great sense of humour, absolutely so in love, just a gorgeous couple uh, and they've got a really unique perspective to share. They've kept their date and uh, but they're just doing things a bit differently. So, um, So here's the interview now. All right, so today we're talking with Kat and Jono, who are getting married very soon. <laughs> it's only, what, like five weeks away now? Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Should probably be counting the days. But, about five uh... weeks. <laughs> yeah, counting your sleeps now. So it's about five weeks until their wedding day. So their date hasn't actually changed, but I'm sure they're going to tell you all about that. Um, but let's find out a little bit more about Kat and Jono. Um, if you want to tell us a little bit about your relationship, how you guys met, and um, tell us about the proposal and all that <laughs> exciting lovey-dovey stuff that we enjoy. <laughs> um, well, we met at a, a mutual friend's party, and I, I guess a lot of relationships sort of start a bit like that um yeah it was kind of a bit unusual because neither of us are super party folk (laughs) and we we sort of maybe bonded a little bit about that and and um it was fancy dress so yeah um jono was wearing a bright what were you wearing wearing a bright yellow bear onesie with an owl head um because i'm a giant geek because he was being an owl bear so you're being very geeky. Yeah, got and, it. Um, and you're wearing a, a fairy thing. Yeah, I really just went cute. lazy and did the um, like the wings and thing. So. Oh, you're cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and look, you know there can be fairies in the D and D universe, so it's and, all good. Um, yeah, and I think because everyone else is really like we're more quiet. Compared to everyone else, we just sort of hung out in the quiet people corner and just sort of went from there. Yeah. Very good. And tell us about the proposal. <laughs> it was last the, the anniversary for the proposal was like last week. It was actually on Monday. Oh, oh yeah, Monday. Oh, my gosh. Not last week. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah. on Monday, it had been a year since he proposed. Yeah. Um, and so it was this kind of weather, which was like it was cold and breezy. And and, um, we good snuggling weather, yeah. and we decided to go to um oh 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 Bobbin uh, Head. Bobbin Head, yeah. Um, um, there's a little like mangrove walk down there, and we're like, yeah, let's just like go to a we we don't go to like a picnic sort of thing and have a walk. Nice. And then we just kept <laughs> like Jono was acting weird, and. We kept walking back and forth. You mean weirder than yeah, usual? Yeah, weirder than usual. Weirder than usual, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we're walking back and forth, and um, it's really nice because it's like just the wooden planks over the mangroves, so we got to see like little crabs and things. And um, every time it was sort of got a bit quiet, there was no one else around, someone else would come along. So oh, um, Johnny just wanted alone time. Oh, it was so, <laughs> oh, it was so frustrating. It was just like... <laughs> Okay, maybe now's the moment, and then someone walks down the path, and I'm like, nope, nope, I'll wait. And then the sun is setting, and it's getting colder and colder. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna blow my moment. Oh no, uh, all right, it's We're gonna be a, a cold moonlight proposal. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then he just did the, will bit, you marry me? Yeah, so uh, just, it was, yeah. <laughs> before before I lost the Aww. chance, it was just. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, got to do it now or never. 
<laughs> even if people are watching. Yeah. This is it. This is the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you, of course, said yes. Yeah. I think I said, of course, of course I will, or something. And, <laughs> and um, that's how he was acting. Like, he, he was pretty normal after that. Normal-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the wedding planning started. Yep. And you had a bit of a different idea for your wedding. So do you want to sort of tell us about the vision you had, what you were creating, what the plan was for the wedding in June? Um. So I th- I guess our, our basic, so we're not terribly wealthy, so we couldn't really go all out um, and we didn't want to borrow from folks too much. Um, so what we had planned basically was a a ceremony with like a very small ceremony and then like, like family. Yeah, yeah, like um, um, grandparents parents and parents and, and siblings and that. And then for the reception, we go a bit more all out and, like, get some nice food and, like, just have everyone there who can drink and eat and hang out. And we'll just come in and we're like, hey, we're married now. Let's celebrate and have a big party. <laughs> and, yeah, so we... Um, so you're doing the small intimate ceremony first. Yes. Yeah. And then you were going to do the larger party. Yeah. Everybody, sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. Because the yeah. food is, is and then, one of the most important parts. <laughs> So um, the ceremony part, you were going to have that. Where was that going um, to be? At the Sticky Fig Retreat, which is a little um, 1930s homestead in on the Central Coast at Matcham. Um, and the lady's mum is a horticulturalist, I think. Uh, but, I think she um, was like a, a professional like garden designer. Yeah, yeah, so the gardens there are amazing and um, she's got things – flower even in winter so she's set it up so that all through the year there's something that is happening in the garden yeah and it's got little walkways and it's got like a nice area with big trees and she's got chickens out the back which are really cute um little chickens i don't know what they're called um chicklets i don't know (laughs) (laughs) chicklets they were very cute and the house itself it's been renovated inside but it's still got um like that really old style charm um it had the claw and this was an airbnb yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? and you can also i think they're on stays is where we actually booked yeah, through. yeah they're um, on a bunch of places yeah and um so they also had like a big veranda that opened into like the big dining area so if it was going to rain then we would have been fine for that as well um yeah so it was it was going to be like nice and small but like not we were worried about going somewhere public because people can just turn up in the background and things like that. Um, at Jono's cousin's yeah, was... uh, wedding, we were standing there watching it. It was in Sydney and this little old lady came up and stood next to us and watched and then walked off. And we're like, oh, she's not part of the family. <laughs> so we were really nervous about random people just turning up, yeah. I guess. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. So with coronavirus, yeah. what has changed? The, the big deal at the moment. What, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> so what's changed? What like the plans aren't going ahead quite as you had envisioned oh. them initially. No. So so what's what's the differences now? What are the main um, plans? Well, the RSL had to close. Um, that was probably one of the first things that closed. Um, so that was the reception. That was the reception. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they were lovely. They were like. Um, 
we can, you know, postpone it or whatever. So we actually decided to push it back a year and luckily it falls on a Sunday. So it's a weekend and we're going to do like a one year anniversary celebration instead. Um, The, the place where we were going to have the actual wedding, um, they gave us a refund and because the, the people actually live on that property, they live at the house at the back. They weren't comfortable with people coming you know, because it's like their home and with the corona and everything, which is understandable. Um, but they're happy for us to book, rebook another time. Um, so we might have that as a belated honeymoon yeah, whenever like, things open back up. Um, so, yeah, for now the reception is pushed back to the anniversary and we have to make new plans for the new yeah. ceremony because we want to try and keep yeah. the date if we can. Yeah, so we are keeping the date. We're yeah. still going to do it on the, the 20th, yeah. which is lovely. Um, and we're still sourcing the perfect venue to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> so that should, we'll find somewhere nice, I'm sure. And uh, and we're going to just keep it small and intimate. Yeah. And, then, um, and then we'll use the party next year. And we'll do some aspects of the, the wedding that we would normally do in the small, like in the full wedding we're going to do those at the big party that's the plan isn't it yeah. yeah yeah so um so that'll be good so how did you feel when you heard all the news like when you were you know the coronavirus was coming in they're saying oh we're gonna to have to restrict weddings and you know um, you just like did your heart sink I mean a little bit of the honest truth for me was a little bit of like oh well that's gonna make things a little cheaper <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of a bit uh that that was that was that was a thought in my head yeah but like, also um, it was just like the whole five people thing is a real dilemma um luckily yeah. it's going up to 10 but like i've just got my mum but johnny's both his parents um would like to go but it was it, he, yeah there was like a, a strong like we didn't know how long the restrictions were going to last for five people and so it was very much, well, we're only allowed one witness, and so am I going to choose my mum or my dad who's yeah. going to come? And then they were like, no, we're both coming regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and also, even now with it, it well, they'd be, they'd be paying my fine. Yeah. <laughs> we got caught. Yeah. The other thing, um, <laughs> just being terrified of everyone getting a fine as well. Um, I'm, I'm more terrified of, like, Someone catching something, yeah, or like older family members, yeah, because there's there's or... like quite a number of vulnerable people in our lives, and I don't, I don't want like this moment of like huge joy to be the source of something really, really bad in our families. So yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like good and bad. Um, and we're there's both a lot of complicated yeah. thinking. Basically. <laughs> it's kind of like on one you think of. <laughs> It's kind of like going on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. You think of one thing and then another. Um, but the other thing is, I think that probably won't change before the wedding. Um, my brother and his family, and Dono's brother, they both, um, well, all of them live in Adelaide. So, with the borders being closed and travel and that as well, we're probably not going to have our brothers. Um, yeah. I've, I've got a spare brother who lives on the Central Coast, so he'll be fine. We can have one brother. Um, <laughs> You luckily got a spare. Hi to the Dono's hello brother. to the spare brother if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like Johnny. Do you brothers. feel so important, spare brother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you 
don't understand. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been a, been a bit of an up and down journey. Well, look, one of the good things with you guys is that Catherine's mum is actually a photographer. So yeah. she could have been was, a witness and no a photographer. We were... I mean, now... <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore now. You could have had one, but but <laughs> when we were at the five mark, yeah, we're like well, at least you're gonna have a photographer. So yeah, otherwise yeah, that probably... worked out well. But um, <laughs> unless you'd have to hire someone to hide in the bushes and the long lens, <laughs> <laughs> paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what advice would you have for any other couples who have their date coming up soon? Especially, I guess. Things are changing so much. So if their date was in, say, July or August, what would you? What do you reckon? What should we be telling them? Don't panic as much as you think you should panic. <laughs> like because thing you can change things, and like a lot of the vendors that we had were totally cool. Like they were so easy to work with, and everyone's very flexible because everyone knows what what's going on in the world. So yeah, everyone understands what's going on, and some. People are willing to be flexible. Yeah, and um, which is really good. So don't be afraid to ask if you need help from anyone in that regard. So what what do you think the core things are for the day? About you and your partner in love and getting married and no matter what happens, that's what it's about. It's about each other. Um, even if things aren't, like you don't have the perfect anything, it doesn't matter because you've got the perfect partner. That's what I think anyway. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you could say it any better than that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was like, agree with me, John. I agree. Oh. <laughs> okay, so as you know, each episode we do our top five. And um, you'll know that on a previous episode, I did the top five ways to make your coronavirus wedding amazing. So today I thought I'd stick with the coronavirus theme, but we do the top five reasons to get married during COVID-19. So a lot of couples have gone, all right, I give up, let's just reschedule. And look, that's completely valid. No problems at all. That's fine. But here are the top five reasons to choose to get married during COVID-19. So number one, you get to have two ceremonies. You have one intimate one with your closest family and then a big party later. So you can have a second ceremony or as Kat and Jono, as you've just heard, as they're doing, you can have your intimate ceremony and then just have a big reception. You know, and they're doing theirs on their anniversary in a year's time. So, um, so you can, or you could have, so you can have two ceremonies or you could have one ceremony and then one big party later. And that's awesome. Uh, number two, it's a socially acceptable way to have a cheaper wedding with your closest family. So you don't have to have all the extended family and everything. And it is a, a way to have your wedding. Everyone understands. No one's going to get upset that they weren't invited. And it's cheaper. So, you know, if budget is tight and a lot of people bud people's budgets are tight at the moment, uh, if you'd been saving up for your wedding and it was going to cost, you know, like the average wedding um, is, I think it was $38,000. Um, so if, if your wedding, if you were saving up and you'd, you know, you'd maybe got 10 grand together and you're like, all right, we're on the way, you know, you could actually have an incredible wedding, have some money left over 
and have a, a wedding that everyone understands. It's a cheaper wedding. You're still married. You can make it really beautiful and have it with the people who are nearest and dearest to you. So uh, whether you want to have that now with 10 or wait until it gets to 20, uh, possibly in June, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, but it is a way to have a cheaper wedding and a smaller wedding. And, you know, I think people have kind of over this time, they've reassessed what's important to them. Is having the big reception important to you? And sometimes it's just a case of going, you know what? I think what's really important is that we just get married. And so that's a pretty good reason. All right, number three is an interesting one. And I think, you know, it's one that we don't talk about a lot. Number three is that 17% of people in Australia, and look, this is probably underreported, if anything, but 17% of people in Australia struggle with anxiety. And so if one or both individuals are uncomfortable with the weight of a big social event, a meaningful wedding can be achieved in a more comfortable way that doesn't draw attention to their anxiety. So, you know, if you think about it, you've got two people that you're working with um, or as a celebrant, I've got two people that I'm working with. And so the couple is going to, you know, one or both of them could have problems with anxiety. So in theory, you're looking at like 35% chance that one of the people in the couple getting married are going to have some form of anxiety. And if if that's a, an issue, then having a, a wedding during this time of COVID-19 means that it's it's way more comfortable for you. It's a smaller a smaller wedding and it doesn't draw attention to your anxiety at all. People just think you're having it because of COVID-19. All right, number four of the top five reasons people can get married or should get married during COVID-19, reasons why you might want to, is that you had a date planned and that date was special to you because it was an anniversary date or had special significance. So you set the date randomly, you know, years ago and or ages ago and the date has become important through all the waiting and preparing or it was the date you first met or it's your anniversary or it's the anniversary of when they your partner proposed or, you know, so if the date is special to you and you wanted it on that date, you still can. You can still get married. And that's a pretty good reason. Number five, I think, is probably the key one. And that is simply that you want to. After all, love conquers all. The Wedding Wombat comes out on the 10th, 20th and 30th of each month. And you're invited to listen in and share it with your friends. Did you know that a group of wombats is called a wisdom? Subscribe to The Wedding Wombat, leave us a review, or contact me directly with your questions or answers to margie at metamorphous.com.au or message me through Facebook on my page, Metamorphous Ceremonies. My contact details are in the show notes.
This episode's Wedding Wombat Wisdom is from a gentleman named Henry Drummond when he said, You will find as you look back upon your life that the moments when you have truly lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. I really appreciate that Kat and Jono have shared the spirit of their love with us on this episode. I hope you felt it as much as I did when I was speaking with them. And I hope that the spirit of your love can permeate your ceremony, whether it's during this time of COVID-19 or in a year's time or two years' time from now, whenever you reschedule it for. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on The Wedding Wombat.